Hey everyone, welcome to Slice of Healthcare. Uh, we are recording this actually live at uh, Vive Vive. I, I figure by the end of the week we'll, we'll know exactly how to, to say it, but I believe it's Vive. Uh, I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today I'm joined with uh, by Kabir Nath, the president and CEO at Otska. Great to have you here. Thanks very much, Jared. It's great to be here. Well, I'm excited that uh, this is so this is your first time being on the podcast. So usually what we do is whenever we have someone new, we have them kind of tell us a little bit about themselves and then we go into the why, how, what of, of your company. So really appreciate it if you give us kind of the two minute spiel on yourself. Sure. No, thank you. Happy to do that. So Kabir Nath, I've been at Otsuka for about six years. Um, before that, extensive career in both pharmaceuticals and medical technology. As you can tell from my accent, I'm a native New Jerseyan, which is where I live. Um, and we'll get into why Otsuka, but we are passionate about mental health and I have a personal strong connection to issues of serious mental illness and that's one of the reasons I lead Otsuka. And part of the reason why I always go into give us the why, how, what is nine out of ten times whenever I ask someone about their background, it always ties into the why of the company or they probably wouldn't be there, right? There's rare situations where that's not the case, but can you can you talk us through a little bit more in terms of obviously this this was an opportunity that you wanted to be a part of maybe what kind of led you there um and and want to want to lead no uh, thank you i'm very happy to do that so as i say i had you know a shall i say fairly typical multinational career including a number of years at bristol myers squibb where i was lucky enough to lead lots parts of asia including china and do big global roles and then a few years ago recognized it was time for me to to move on and Otsuka is a company. We're a Japanese company. We take a very long-term view. Um, we are prepared to let things develop and so on over a long time, but one with a very serious commitment to the treatment of serious mental illness, a company that initially discovered aripiprazole, Abilify, and has continued to be focused in that space. And what I saw was an opportunity to continue to make a difference in that area but to work with a company that also was prepared to take a broad view of that beyond just drugs, but looking also at other solutions at potentially the role that digital could play. And as I say, with a strong personal connection through family and friends to the issues of serious mental illness. And I felt that this was a company where I could live my purpose while also serving the purpose of Otsuka. And our purpose in our US business is to defy limitation so that others can too. And one of the things that we really wanted to dive into here today was really the, the role of technologies in addressing serious mental illness. And then, you know, kind of go through that and then take us to uh, Otsuka, the, your point of view from there. No, happy to do that. So uh, first thing to say, I think, is, you know, we have, over time, we have developed some excellent drugs for the treatment of serious mental illness. But at the same time, outcomes have not improved for many patients suffering from serious mental illness. There are a whole host of reasons around that. There are challenges around access to care. There are challenges around stigma. There are challenges around supply of professionals and so on. But one of the fundamental challenges is that psychiatry is really very far away from precision medicine. We don't have any physiological or genomic biomarkers. And we really have a kind of an all-comers approach. Sadly, if somebody is diagnosed with schizophrenia or bipolar disorder, typically they will try a number of different medications. And if we're lucky, one will work well for a given patient. But we have nothing more than that. We have long believed that ultimately 
finding ways to get to a richer way of looking at patient populations, really to start to identify which patients could benefit, is one area where we believe technology could intersect um, with psychiatry. I think secondly, as we've seen clearly this massive explosion of apps, therapeutics, on phones, and so on and so forth, if you actually think about where they could potentially truly ameliorate symptoms, it's probably in the field of behavioral health. You know, unfortunately, an app is not going to cure cancer. An app is not going to actually lower your A1C directly. But actually, you can imagine that appropriately designed, conceived, digital therapeutics can actually lead to reduction in symptoms, which is, again, at the core of what we're trying to do with the treatment of mental illness. More broadly, and this is an area where we're starting to explore, but I recognize not every pharma company will be going, is, you know, at the moment we're treating sick people. How do you actually get further upstream and start to think about how you can potentially prevent or intervene or find an appropriate intervention at an earlier stage of disease so that people actually don't tip over into serious mental illness? When, when you answer that question, you don't sound like a lot of the pharma companies I'm trying to kind of put my like the I, I like I like how you approach the question. Uh, I feel like you know sometimes when we, we I, I feel like we haven't had enough conversations too with a lot of the farmer companies in like settings like this, but we definitely want to continue doing that. Um, I, I really like the approach that that you've taken and obviously why you wanted to to join up with the company. Can you talk us through i want to I want to continue to to paint the picture back to to what you're doing at the company as well because um, everything on this conversation ties to that. Can you talk us through what you're able to share about really what excites you with the company moving forward? Yeah, very happy to do that. So we have had partnerships and will continue to have partnerships with technology companies that bring a different approach. So, you know, right now we are in working with Click Therapeutics on a study for a digital treatment for major depressive disorder and adjunctive treatment that is going through a classical FDA regulatory pathway. So it's a double-blind study. It's underway at the moment. It's a fully decentralized study actually being done with Verily. That, to me, is very exciting. Now, it's our first foray into that. And obviously, there are, you know, we wait to see what the data is and so on. But again, if you think about some of the trends that are coming together about patients wanting to be met where they are so that actually patients have some choice about the type of intervention and how the intervention is shaped and so on. So that's one area. We're also starting to explore, are there other pathways to bring therapeutics to patients that are perhaps not necessarily the FDA regulated path, but have different ways of generating evidence through real world evidence, through partnership with payers or whatever to generate evidence. And again, we're at the exploring side of that, but to us, it seems essential that if we're gonna really live up to our objective of you know, realizing the value of every mind, of really making a significant difference across the spectrum of mental illness and intermental wellness, we have to get into the, uh, these areas. I think another area which is very much scratching the surface at this point, and it's going to be a long way before we have, I think, you know, real, um, really good, robust data and so on around it, is around kind of digital biomarkers, whether that's passive biomarkers such as how people use their phones, whether it's things like voice recognition, whether it's um, retinal recognition and so on. And can we, you know, together with some of you know, 
the, da the, the, the techniques that are now available in terms of machine learning, analyzing big data and so on, can we start to see patterns and so on? And we, can we start to get better at ultimately both diagnosis and then prediction of events or occurrence of events? Now, that's all in the future and that's, you know, will take a very long time to validate and so on. But we are intrigued by that and we talk to many of the companies in that space. And there are a number of companies, some better known than others, that are really trying to look at that. Yeah, I really love your approach with taking like the collaborative, we're going to look at the, the right partnerships for us as an organization that, that benefit you know, all of our stakeholders, right? All, everyone that we want to address, the, obviously the patients included. Um, and and I, I've definitely seen that becoming more common. I think the companies won't do well if they don't come forward with that collaborative approach. So it's good to hear that you're doing it. And I know in the, in the farmer space, more are trying to do that, but you, you actually seem like you're a couple steps ahead with that. So I, I think, I, I'm not sure that we're that far ahead, but I think there are a couple of things that are important about why for us it's so, so it matters so much. I mean, first, we're mid-sized, yes? We're not a huge company, you know, and I recognize if you've got a 20 or $40 billion juggernaut, then, you know, adapting to some of this is hard. That's number one. Number two, our Japanese ownership really does allow us to take a long-term view. We recognize that this is not going to be quick, that this is going to change over time, and we have the patience and the support from our corporate parent to do that. Um, and I think the third is really because we are so focused in this sphere of serious mental illness, and you know, our approach starts with humility, which is I'm incredibly proud of the drugs we have developed and continue to work on, but I also understand the drug or the injectable is only a small part of the journey for a patient living with serious mental illness, and it therefore behooves us to work on some of these other areas if we're actually going to get to better outcomes. Well, I really want to thank you for coming on the podcast and, and doing this at Vive in the, in the podcast booth. So thanks, uh, Vive, for giving us this opportunity to be able to speak here uh, live uh, in an in-person setting. It's, uh, it's, it's been a great conference so far. We're just getting underway here, but uh, really appreciate having you on. Hopefully we can have you on again soon and we can kind of go into some other facets of the business. No, thank you, Jared. Really enjoyed it. Thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you.